listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. Because Rod and Karen are hot. Yo, tell my girl, yo, I be gone to November. January, February, March, April, May. I see you grind, girl, but I can't stay. I be gone to November. I be gone to November. And, ki- and give a kiss to my mother. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast with your host Rod and Karen. So what's up, my nigga? What's up? I be gone to November. Word. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm not your nigga. I saw you take the B out of February. Don't forget you can leave comments on iTunes, Facebook, and Podomatic. Just search for the Black Guy Who Tips. And uh, we will come up. And you can interact with us, leave us reviews, uh, you know, just leave us comments. This is what today's show is all about. Saturday mornings, we get up early. Well, not early, but we get up <laughs> and we respond <laughs> to this shit. So, thank you guys Cause, for cause writing in. We love y'all, so I guess it's um, not your nigga. We're not going to do Rod and Karen. We did do Rod and Karen. No. And I said, what's up, my nigga? Oh, okay. You about to mess me up there. Come on now. <laughs> Speaking of messing people up, what's the official weapon of the podcast? The official weapon is that taser. Now that will mess you up. That's right. Uh, and the unofficial sport of the podcast? It's Bullet Ball. And Bullet Ball Extreme. Oh, yeah. And don't forget you can call the show. Just leave us a voicemail, 704-557-0186. And if you got Facebook, you can copy and paste the Earl or the address. Um, Every time from, you, say, uh-huh. you say Earl, you made me think of Hurl. Hurl? Yeah. I don't get it. Earl, you know, when I heard they throw up every time I hear oh, them say that. Oh, like Earl, like throw up. Yes. Um, I know you're not throwing up when you do that, but that's what it makes me think of when he says that. Well, I'm from the south. That's how you pronounce it. <coughs> anyway, you can go ahead and leave us a. Um, you can go ahead and put the Earl or the address uh, of of an episode that you're listening to right into your Facebook uh, uh, status, and people can play our episode from your Facebook page. So if you want to spread the word, that's one way to do it. And when you join the Facebook group, I put the link up to the shows there. You can also hit share. And share straight from that page. So cool. You know, we really appreciate that. We do, guys. Um, all right, man. So we got a couple of emails, and uh, well, actually, let's do the voicemails first. We got a couple of voicemails. Okay. Let's go ahead and play those. Hey, what up, y'all? This is uh, People's Credit calling all the way from Seattle, Washington, in the nice cold weather. Uh, just want to say what's up, man. A couple things. Uh, I listen to the Fort Loco podcast. Uh, uh, the first thing, man, that picture of the baby with the Fort Loco, there has to be a TPS referral attached to that case, man. That, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm hoping it was Photoshop, man, because that's ridiculous. But, um, yeah, uh, Street on Black, you mentioned, you know, you talked about how people always escape from Arkham Asylum, and it made sense. Like, I don't understand why Batman didn't just off these cats knowing that at some point it was going to break out. It just, it reminded me of Uncle Scrooge and the, and the Beagle Boys. These guys always broke out. They'd break into his month's bin, and then they'd always get locked up, and then they'd always get out. Like, I, I don't know why he never, I mean, if he had dough, I mean, he used to swarm around with his money. The dude had bread. How could he never was like, man, somebody off these niggas and just threw a stack at somebody and it's like, kill them, please. Because if they get out, they're going to break this month up again, and I'm living with my nephews. I don't want to lose my kids. You know what I'm saying? That, that never happened. So, I'm going to screw them. I definitely have done that. Um, <laughs> the one thing I realized this week, man, is that 
my dad is a, is a bit of a jerk, man. He, uh, it's been snowing here and it's been in the teens and single digits. And <laughs> my dad would call me from Jacksonville, Florida and be like, hey, man, uh, what's the weather like? Knowing he's sitting in front of CNN looking at the weather report, you know what I'm saying? And it would be just, oh, yeah, I'm in my shorts hanging out on the porch. <laughs> and him and his little old friends laughing in the background. And I thought it was messed up, but then I realized I did the exact same thing to my uncle who's locked up. Cause he'll write me and I'd be like, oh, dog, I'm just enjoying my freedom. I'm doing stuff with you, you know what I mean? And, and it's funny because I don't know if you know anyone who's locked up, but they always ask you to send them pictures for women. You know what I'm saying? Can you send me a picture of a girl, but ain't gotta be in the thong, but she can't be doing this. I'm like, dude, if you enjoy women that much, how about you just don't get locked up? Cause that's the one thing we know in prison is there's no women in there. You know what I'm saying? There's no dating chicks. There's no, Getting a party line or being on Facebook and all that some shit. Like, we know that's the one thing that's not there. So I thought you stay free. You know, then that way you don't have to be begging people for that shit. <laughs> oh, is that Did it? it? I think he might have got cut off or something. I don't know. That was weird. Lost him. Well, anyway, man, um, I hope there wasn't too much more to that message because if so, it got cut off. Um, but uh, let me just say this. First of all, the Four Loco podcast is a podcast that we did last week. Yep. Uh, Six-hour marathon. Yes, sir. Um, you can find it by just going back a couple episodes and see that it says Chitler Circuit Four Loco podcast. That's the first one, and it's our podcast. Then you, to hear the second episode, you need to go to the Insanity Check podcast, and they have the second hour up there. And then you can go to the hear the third third or fourth installments of that podcast uh, by going to Where's My Forty Acres. Um, all right, the Arkham Asylum thing and the Scrooge McDuck thing. I I, I do wonder. What would happen if we had dark, realistic cartoons as a kid where it just changed tone? Ah, like ah. suddenly, you know, like earlier it's all happy-go-lucky. You got Robo Duck or Gizmo Duck and you got, you know, Darkwing Duck and all this happy shit. And then just one episode just to fuck the kids up, you just kill a couple villains. You just had Darkwing Duck just beside. He can't take ah. this shit no more. He's had enough. Yeah. And he shoots his gas gun right into a dude's brain and just kills him. <laughs> like, that would fuck kids up, man. For life. Yeah. Um, inmates, I don't have any friends that are inmates, so mm-hmm. I don't really uh, call them too often. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely don't know any uh, well enough to send them some pictures. So. No, no. And I don't know too many chicks, so I can't be... I don't know what pictures I would be sending them, but I'm definitely not sending them none of my wife. <laughs> I hope so. not. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got another me- message. Let's see what's this. Look, This is Magna Prime. Well, I told you it's- oh, Magna Prime. This goes for Karen and her escalations and Twitter activity. It's cool to get your funny random thoughts outside the show. Uh, as for the table fucking, I have nothing to do with that, Rod. No OJ, no OJ. <laughs> I heard the talk about whether Magna Prime and Montoya are the same person. Allow me to point out some differences between them. Montoya expresses excitement and enthusiasm with this call. I, on the other hand, like all emotions like Buddy Griffin. <laughs> also, Montoya mentioned that he was a Texas fan. I'm an Alabama fan. And after last Friday's horrible collapse by the tide, I found myself done with sports for the rest of the Thanksgiving weekend. 
Oh. I found myself watching a marathon of a new Avengers animated series. Oh, that's have dope. Have you seen it? Yes. I know I you both are into some of the cartoon shows. Yeah, I need to get to I was actually that. surprised by the quality of it. Mm-hmm. I also saw an episode of HBO's Real Sports. And they get a story on hazing amongst from HBCU's band. A young lady was being interviewed about her ordeal, and all of a sudden, they showed a picture of her ass. It was like the Janet Jackson nipplegate all over again. <laughs> and her ass was fantastic. Except for the purple and blue bruises all over it. Oh. I hope those cows responsible for the face of her ass were prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. <laughs> and my last little thing I wanted to share with you guys was my top three reasons why Buffalo Bills, Steve Johnson could be the, the Ron Artist of the NFL. Reason number three, the Why So Serious t-shirt. I mean, dude wrote this shit in Magic Marker. He didn't even take the time, like Chad Ochocinco, to have one made. I mean, he's in the league. I'm sure he could pay for someone to make one for him. <laughs> number two, the angry all caps tweet the guy. I, I don't even think I need to go into that one. <laughs> and number one, dude has a diamond cheek ring. I mean, I'm not even making this up. I mean, I, I saw the shit when they were interviewing him on the Inside the NFL show on Showtime. So if you can't take my word for it, you have the diamond cheek earring oh, or whatever man. the hell it is. Rose and cheek, I don't know. Oh. I was confused when I thought the shit. <laughs> that's all I want to share with you guys. Can't wait to hear your feedback. Love the show. And as usual, I will spread the word. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for that, uh, Martorius Magnum uh, Prime K uh, Prime. <laughs> they still, still, they have never called on the same week. Still, is all I'm saying. I, I know, right? We gonna mm-hmm. get the next one, and the other one next week. Maybe he's Stevie Johnson. Maybe he got multiple personalities, and <laughs> one calls one week, and the, the other one calls the next week. Uh, I have seen the new Avengers cartoon. I love it. I'm addicted to it. I watch it uh, almost as soon as they come out every week. Um, Karen, she doesn't watch as much TV as me, and uh, she's been playing her games lately, so she's behind on everything. Yeah, I'm sorry. Xbox Live has consumed my life. It's it's like crack to me. I'm sorry. Y'all never told me on Twitter where that it was so addictive. Yeah, so I but I'm on it and I love it, dude. So it's and the quality doesn't really surprise me because Marvel released a few Avengers DVDs uh, last couple of years and they've yeah. been good. They man. have, and I watched those with them. Uh, the Planet Hulk that was oh, good. That was great. Uh, they they have like this uh, Hulk versus where he fights Wolverine and Thor. I haven't watched both of those yet, but that was cool. I watched the new Avengers, uh, the Young Avengers. Like yes, they they released some quality things. Um, even. Uh, uh, Doctor Strange, that one was good. So um, okay. I'm in for these. You know what I'm saying? The Iron Man movies, those, those are good. Are good. And yeah. I'm talking the cartoon Iron Man movies. Yeah, not the Iron Iron Man movies. Yeah, so I'm in. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to convince me, dude. Uh, HBCU, uh, you know, hazing. Uh, I hate to see a fat ass get punished uh, in any way other than sexually. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I hope they did catch those culprits. I'm, I'm not cool with that. You cannot be whooping people's ass. That's one reason I never joined a frat. And um, I never, you know, I, anything where you got to hit me for me to get in, 
I don't, I don't want to be in. It ain't nothing that damn important to me. You know what I'm saying? I got family and brothers, and I took ass whoopings that meant something for my parents. I'm not going to be just taking regular ass ass whoopings volunteering. I don't need nobody love and respect that fucking much. Anyway, but, but you know, whatever. People got to do what they got to do. I think people have their own issues that they tangle with that, that make fraternities and sororities enjoyable or attractive to them. You know, and there's a lot of flashy stuff that they do that I can see why kids, you know, I was, we were looking at videos of uh, North Carolina A&T the other day. Oh, yeah. And uh, we were looking at the dog pound. Search, go, if you do yourself a favor, especially if you're white and you want to see some shit that you can only see at an HBCU, go look up... Uh, North Carolina A&T Aggies uh, dog pound and watched when watched them at this basketball game. And every time they called a timeout, the music started and everybody got crunk. Yeah, there's no footage of the actual basketball at in all this, in, in this the video. Whole game, no. it's like an eight minute video, of just niggas like dancing and, and stepping and <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. And I think that's what people get attracted to a lot of times, especially when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. You bring a kid to something like that, man, they're gonna see how they're dancing, they're gonna see the line stepping, yes, and yeah. Everybody crunk and, yeah. you know, chili this popping it off right. out in the middle of the court. Yeah. Like, so, of course, you know, you're going to, that's going to be attractive. But anything where they tell you, look, you can be down with this band, but we need to whoop your ass a few times first. Eh, miss me. It wasn't that important. Now I'll go play some video games. Nah, I enjoy I mean, I, I, every, every ass that I got from my mama, I deserve, but I did not enjoy it. So, hell no. Right. Um, Steven Johnson is the crazy ass dude from Buffalo. Uh, I actually, I actually enjoyed this tweet, and I was hoping that he wasn't crazy, but Diamond Cheek, it, Bone, what is that? I don't know, that's, that's a tidbit too, you know, too far, and I understand people like piercings and stuff, I mean, but how far are we... You know, how far are we going to take this? I mean, we're going to mess around somewhere and have a high piercing, you know, in a corner. I mean, yeah. I mean, what does it take for you to say, you, we have taken this shit too far? Yeah, so I'm out on Steven Johnson. I wanted him to be my Ron Artest, but he's got some maturing to do before I can cheer for this nigga. Yeah, then not only that, thank you for talking about my Twitter stuff, because lately I've been doing a lot better, and my random thoughts that come into my mind, I'm starting to put them out on Twitter. And I'm realizing that people actually like my crazy thoughts, because they're just... Pop in my head, and I just put him out there for y'all to hear. Yeah, most we'll of the read. people on Twitter are crazy, and then there's, uh-huh. I think also, and this happens in real life too, people just assume that, like, I'm, like, I, I just looked up and got with Karen, but Karen's crazy as hell too, y'all. Uh-huh. This stuff just come from one place. This, well, how can she deal with me if I, this is how I was, and she was all... <laughs> All great all the time and stuff. Yeah, I try to be conservative for this, but as time is going on, and then I was talking to Shirley Long, Esquire, and uh, we were talking about Twitter, and I was telling her that when I was off work those few days, I was like hanging up late, drinking wine, and I found out what Twitter After Dark is all about, and ooh, 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 that's all I can say, ooh, ooh, ooh. Mm-hmm. It, it, it get kind of crunk out there at yeah, night. It's some secret personalities and everything. I like clear it is, and I miss it because I'm normally sleeping. But I, I got to see it for a few days. So I stay up late. That's when the titties come out. Hate everything else, too. You got a new voicemail. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Mr. Stan from the Hater Rocky Radio Show. And uh, I want to chime in real quick. I'm going to keep this under the three minutes. I want to chime in real quick on that stuff me and uh, Rod were talking about on Twitter with LeBron James. And, uh, and I'm going to keep this real short. But, again, I really don't think that uh, the 
people in Ohio or Cleveland in particular really cared that he left. It was more so about the way that he left. I think that's why people are looking at LeBron James in the light that they are because it was, you know, an asshole way to do what he did. And it was a little shady in the way that they went about doing it. You know, these guys talked about playing with each other on the same team for years. They structured their contract so that they would all become free agents at the same time. They, uh, uh, I think it was that Stephen A. Smith actually broke the story of LeBron James going to Miami two weeks before LeBron James ever even made his decision public. Uh, I'm sure all of it is speculative. All of it is, you know, circumstantial. We can never prove it, but I think, you know, that perception is out there, and that's why people uh, look at LeBron James the way that they do now because of the way he handled the entire situation. It was real shady. It was real kind of under, you know, under the under the radar kind of thing. Some under, you know, some some background dealings going on, but that's why. I think people look at LeBron James the way that they do now. Even in Ohio, I think they understand that he had an opportunity to go somewhere and uh, actually make a better career for himself, whether it be Miami, whether it would have been New York or Chicago or whatever. Uh, if you look at the economy there, you know, a lot of the college graduates don't necessarily stay in Ohio to pursue their careers. They leave the state. So a lot of their, you know, a lot of them can understand he had an opportunity to go somewhere else to do something better. But it was just all in the way that he handled what he did. That's why I think so many people look at LeBron James now in a worse light than they did before. Um, but outside of that, man, I just like to say that I really love the show, man. You guys help me get through days at work, man, because I'm out there just walking by myself to my own thoughts. I listen to the show. I'm cracking up while I'm listening to the show. So I really appreciate you guys doing what you're doing. Keep it up, man. Don't let these haters get to you, man. That's what they do. If you weren't doing nothing right, they wouldn't have shit to hate on, man. So keep doing what you're doing, man. Love the show. Talk to you guys again soon. Peace. Thank you. Shout out to the niggas that call the show and talk about LeBron James. No, I'll just fuck with you. Um, <laughs> thank you, man. I know. But like, shout, shout, shout out to the niggas that called the voice line while we recording live. <laughs> we love you, though. We love you. Thank you for your call. Uh, I love your shout outs, man. Oh, uh, all right, man. So, all right. Number one, the thing is with the contracts, these contracts were already structured this way. Like, it was structured this way. LeBron was the first cat that said, look, I'm signing I'm signing a deal where I can opt, where, not opt out, but at the end of a certain amount of years, I want to be a free, be able to be a free agent. But he still played his seven-year rookie contract out. So there's no real variance between his contract and everybody else's. He was just the first dude that said, at the end of each year, I want to be able to opt out. But this contract that he had here, he didn't opt out early or modify it in any way. He actually played the full seven years that every other rookie has to play if the team keeps extending you. You know what I'm saying? And actually, it might be five years, so he might have played two extra. But whatever. He played the seven years. Um, the other thing I want to say is dudes did copy him. But you want to know who copied him? Carmelo Anthony copied him. Chris Paul copied him. And Dwayne Wade copied him. Alright, Chris Paul and Dwayne and, and Melo are still in the same team. Yes, they and are. so is Dwayne Wade. So even with all this copycat stuff, they didn't all end up on the same team. Because if, if if it really went down the way that I think a conspiracy, you know, them all conspiring to be on one team went down, they would have probably had Paul on there. They probably would have had Melo on there. Yeah. 
But I don't think that that's how it went down. I really do believe that they worked on LeBron James. I believe Dwayne Wade was pretty much the number one uh, salesman for yeah. him to go to Miami. I don't think. I think maybe the idea was sparked when they played on the Dream Team. Yeah, and they were around each other all the time, which I can understand. I mean, what what would turn a man on? Then somebody said, "Hey, dog." You know what? Our women don't have to cover themselves up with coats. They right. love the kings all the time. <laughs> and see, that's the thing. Like, uh, there's still this assumption. Like, okay, if they hadn't, let's say they did conspire. I don't believe they did, but let's say they did. I think conspire is too strong a word. I think what happened was they just said, "Man, wouldn't it be cool if we could do this all the time?" And that's it. I don't yeah. think it was. All right, look, your contract needs to be this way because mm-hmm. they were still working out contract details while they after the fucking decision. Like they, there was because there's so much to those contracts that people don't know about draft picks that had to be traded. People don't know about this shit. People, uh, there's there's the fact that all of them couldn't make the real max. You know what I'm saying? Like the max that they could have made with their own teams, they couldn't make yeah, that. That take a cut. Yeah, and so it's you know it's more to it. There's future draft picks that are gone from Miami, and that's not something that I think you can conspire with another player to do. You have to involve, like, the team. You actually have to involve your own team. Even Chris Bosh's team, the Raptors, got draft picks and money out of that uh, out of that deal. Oh, yeah, they weren't leaving for nothing. Yeah, players aren't able to negotiate to that high level. Like, their teams were kind of the last ones to know and be in on them. Okay. So, I, but I, like I said, I do agree with his initial idea that, hey, when they were playing together for that Dream Team squad, there was an initial idea sparked there, like, hey... Yeah, why, why can't we play together? Yeah, and like you said, it's like somebody having a gradual conversation and somebody comes with a good, really great idea, but nobody really takes it seriously. But as time goes on, they begin to talk about, hey, we might can do something with this. And then it just kind of falls in place. Yeah, and then the other thing is, uh, let's go to the Stephen A. Smith point. Stephen A. Smith, quote unquote, leaked the story where he said he didn't have any sources. He just had a hunch and blah, blah, blah. Then, if you remember, he recanted his story. Within that two weeks, and was like, oh, I don't know where they're going. And now people are saying he's going somewhere else. So he backed off his own story that if he would have stuck with, if we would have looked right. But because he backed off, now it's like, did he really have any inside knowledge? Or was he just guessing like everybody else? You know, so I don't, let's not lie. Let's not quote him and then forget about the fact that he didn't stick to his story. He didn't have inside conspiracy information. And there's no reason that he would have to back off because he has his own voice and he has his own platform. He's not a guy that says, well, i got to back off or LeBron's going to shut me down. He's Stephen A. Smith. We know who he is. So um, I really do think that he was guessing or he was going by context clues. And he didn't have really inside camp information because they kept it hush-hush, you know. And I do, like I said, I do believe that they narrowed it down to a couple teams. And LeBron made that decision uh, a couple of days before he went on the air. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't believe that it's just this crazy conspiracy. But but let's just go past that point. Even if Mr. Span is 100% on point, it's a crazy conspiracy, whatever. I still don't think there was anything wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with saying my future is coming. We always fuck with athletes because they don't plan for their futures. When they blow their money, yeah. we talk bad about them. You know what I'm saying? When they get stuck in a bad contract or on a bad team, we talk shit about them. Here's a dude that took his own, you know, his own future into his hands and said, "Look, in three years, I'm going to be a free agent. I'm going to start thinking about the shit today." And I, there's nothing wrong with that. He played out his contract to, uh, to his fullest obligations. 
The only thing that I could possibly see people being mad about is the fact he went on national TV and gave all that money to the Boys and Girls Club of America. I, I, you know, I, a lot of people hate black boys and girls getting games and having fun and shit like that that replaces, you know, fathers and stuff like that. I hate that shit. Uh, yeah. I know it's something we talked about, but teams always, no matter what profession is sports, always think and consider about their future. Right. And nobody ever has a problem, like you said before, with cutting players right. and reducing players' salaries and renegotiating contracts so they can get paid less. Right. I don't hear the outrage of that. But all of a sudden, when the player decides, you know what, screw y'all, the power is in my hands, I know I am valuable, you're going to pay me, I will even take less money if you try to BS me, right. all of a sudden, it becomes an issue in the fans' eyes. Right. So I really think the fans are fickle. I hate to be like this, I love sports too, but overall, fans are fickle. Fans, I, I, I personally think fans are jealous of the money the athletes make. Mm-hmm. They want their money, but they don't want to go out there and have to deal with broken fibulas, and broken backs and broken bones and poked eyes and getting scratched and having to soak in Epsom salt. They don't want that part of it, but they want the money. And it don't roll like that. I'm not jealous of any athlete. I'm just not. I like to function. I don't want to have to retire when I'm 45. And at the end of the day, I see me as the athlete in the situation in my life more than I see myself as the owner. I don't identify with the owner. I work for a dude that could identify with the owner possibly, but I'm still a worker bee. So it doesn't matter what the scales of the money are. You can get mad about LeBron making certain certain amount of money, but there's another dude making way more than him in a suit and a tie, and people just feel like that guy has a right to the money more than you know a guy like LeBron. But the the bigger point that you hit on that I gotta say is the hypocrisy of these stances really bothers me. Not to mention the whole you know uppity nigger syndrome where it's like you know that how dare that nigger step out of line and not play for the team that gave him a good chance and drafted him like no you don't I don't owe you shit. Well, did you come get LeBron James out of the projects when he was fucking thirteen, Dan Gilbert? What did you do for him before he could put get put on some Nikes and get on the court and sell your fucking product? Nothing. So he took his own future into his hands and said, I want the fuck out of here. And somehow he's the bad guy. Yeah, I know he shouldn't have went on TV for a lot of y'all. I don't have a problem with the shit. I don't either. Hey, good. I'm glad the Boys and Girls Club got some new foosball tables and shit like that. I am too. And like I said, I said it before and I meant it. Man, if I had a power, I would call a meeting at my damn job and say, look, my decision is that I'm going to leave. I would just like everybody to know that I'm going to a competitive company. And I would like to know, to tell all y'all, that this is on national television. There's cameras in the background. Why don't y'all go ahead and turn around? <laughs> everybody wants that power, but you don't have that power. Right. But it, it's, it's okay, though. Don't, don't hate because he has the power. Yeah, man. I, it just really bothers me, especially to see black people alive. With the kind of white people that will burn somebody's shit like that imagery just takes me back to the beginning of the Malcolm X movie where I'm like, whoa, what are we doing here? We not, yeah, we not down with the people that burn shit like that no. could be a cross. Calm yeah, down. No, it's so lynching. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's what it make you feel. You like if and, and 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 a lot of people go, well, it's not, it's not racially charged. Yeah, it's not a hundred percent, but for some people, it played a factor. And I think for some people, it's just the fact that he was an athlete. Yeah, I just think he don't owe them shit. No. Fuck that city as far as the people who really dislike this nigga. Because honestly, I, I disagree with one thing the Spans said. And that's that I think people from Cleveland would have been pissed no matter how he left. Yeah. They wouldn't have been as pissed. 
But there's a lot of those people that feel like because he was born in Akron, there's some type of ownership over him and his career and that he owes them and he owes that city to stay there forever. Yeah. And, and I say no. No. Get and, the fuck out. And it's not like that. He could have sent every fan in Cleveland an email and it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. There was no way to get out of that without some people being mad. They wouldn't have been as mad, but they would have still not liked that shit. That's true. Um, Alright, man. So, let's get into some emails. Uh, we got a, another email from my man Mike from In The Bleachers. Uh, Rod and Karen, first and foremost, love the show. I'm currently jobless for the second week, so I took some time to listen to old episodes, and y'all have really come a long way. The show just keeps getting better and better. Since I'm jobless now and living off the random checks from freelance and internet stuff, I'm clearly poor and I have no life. Thus, I have. I, I, is this I, a suicide letter? You know, but I know how it feels to, to not work. Uh, thus, I have. Well, you work it now, but yeah, yeah. We, are, we both have had periods without jobs. Um, thus, I have been enjoying for Loco. And listening to almost the whole Chitlin Circuit show. Thank you. Wow. I know that's a lot to put it in. And uh, shout out to everybody that's been going back to listen to the full local show. I know that's a long show. So I thank you guys for listening to it. Yeah, shout out to everybody that's been going back and listening to our old episodes. I'm trying to put up the old episodes as fast as I can. Yeah. Um, but I have to edit them and change them. But I really do appreciate people that go back and hear it. Yeah, we work on this shit. Yeah, like, we that's came why a long way, y'all. Yeah, that's why it's so funny when you hear people basically say... Oh man, I don't really, uh, you know, you need to change this, that, and the other. It's like, listen to the earlier shit and see what we've already changed. We have worked to change this. Anything we can do to make it better, we are trying. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, to get really, uh, especially ignorant opinions where it's like, and I mean ignorant, like, I just don't know much about the show. I don't know anything. I just think you need to change, blah, blah, blah. Like that, that that always bothers me because it's like, hey, we put in work, you know, and I want to yes. defend my work. It's, it's just right. a natural thing. All right, real talk. I've been a fan of Four Locos for a few months now. Ever since my uh, self and a few friends crushed one each on the way to the Quail Hollow Championship golf, <laughs> but it's okay. They were white. I was safe. Um, <laughs> so I guess he means if you really got pulled over by the cops because I don't want to be around three white dudes on the Four Loco either. No. They might try to do that, you know, put the carrot up your ass type shit like Chappelle talked about. Mm, yeah. Through what I've seen, two is the limit. Once you cross the two loco threshold, you are entering a disaster zone. Oh. I'm talking fall down the steps at the club and go to the hospital. Get thrown out of an empty bar, break your own expensive stuff, and miss out on smushing. I know because I have idiotic friends who do all these things. All jokes aside, I do submit... To to you, our favorite of all the four four local jams. So he sent this YouTube video, and I'll, I'll I'll put it on the blog so people can go listen to it. But it is hilarious. Um, and he's talking about the video. It says, "Notice the early '90s era's boys to men style polo leather strap caps." As for the white kids getting it, I blame the college freshmen and high school kids. Kids I know that crush it are the frat hard types who want to, who are going to get drunk anyway. Yes, they are. Right after they did all of the other sorts of, right after they did all other sorts of shady things. But freshmen and high schoolers will ruin everything. Damn, concerned parents not teaching their kids. They don't need to show off or impress people who've been binge drinking for years. I know. One last thing, Cleveland. You are so dumb. Any more? I read that in the Antoine Dyson verse. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real, though. Any moronic Clevelander that says we're glad he's gone, he's a quitter, 
might want to take a look at their roster and rethink that idea. They know they want him back. They know they want him back. <laughs> we know they want him back. I'm sorry. When they uh, don't want LeBron, all I can hear are words of Patrice from coming to America when she says, yes, they do. They just don't admit it. Peace, y'all. Keep up the good work, and I'll be listening as I keep searching for gainful employment and harassing folks on the interwebs. Uh, oh, yeah, right. Got any thoughts on Tron? Personally, I'm pumped for that movie, but one thing I don't get is how did his dad live inside the Tron world for 20 years? There's no food or water in Tron, no sword for growing stuff. There's only the light bike, megapixels, and digital tight suits. Just saying. Um, alright, so yeah, the Cleveland thing, hey, you hit on what I said. Th that's even worse when they start talking shit about him because that builds up, man. Like, that's the one thing about the Dan Gilbert thing, too. Once he wrote that letter, not only did it completely vindicate LeBron, it justified him leaving. Because if that's the kind of bitch-ass motherfucker you got to go to work for, call me a quitter, too, because I'm leaving. Fuck you. You don't own me. Releasing all that shit. Putting Delonte West on the front of the fucking Cleveland Cavaliers website. So people go there and, and, and make the, 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 the connotation there. Like, oh, this dude fucked LeBron's mother. That's what this is all about. This dude was saving all this fucking ether and this venom and vitriol for a case LeBron James exercised his fucking God-given right to decide where he wanted to work. He decided that's he's gonna call him a punk. He's gonna call him the prince. He's gonna, he's gonna talk about Delonte West fucking his mom. Fuck you. That is the end of that shit, man. Like, I, I, no. He justified everything LeBron James did. If that was a big spectacle he could have made, he should have. He could have whipped his dick out. He should have did that. Fuck that dude. Uh, Tron, I'm, I'm hyped to see Tron. What about you? I am too. I'm ready to see it. I hope the remake is good. It's in, no, it's not a remake. It's a sequel. Oh, and, a sequel? Yeah. Oh, to the first one. first one's like, oh, what? 20, 30 years old, Yeah, ain't? yeah, we need to get back and watch that, because I haven't seen that since I was a fucking kid. Time. But yeah, we're going to go back and watch that. Yeah, let's do that. And then, uh, but I'm hyped to see it just because it's in digital 3D. IMAX, you IMAX. know, we're going to be on there. Anything in IMAX, I don't care what it is, we're going to see it. Yeah, and I have no idea how he survived. I guess they'll explain that shit in the movie somehow. I hope so. Um, We got another email from LaShonda. Hey, Rod and Karen, another great episode. First, I'm glad you survived the four local experience intact. Rod, Rod seemed touch and go, but pulled through by the last hour or so. <laughs> you should do your next one on the alcohol-infused whipped cream, 18% alcohol, that's just now in stores. Good God. Um, LaShonda, let's not encourage. Let's not encourage me. Let's not encourage anything like that. Oh, I, I drink like a punk, too. Oh, no. Yeah, pretty soon they're going to be like, you should do the next one on crystal meth. Hell no! Four Loco is the gateway podcast drug. <laughs> I know, right? Parents who are scared to spank their children. That's that's what uh, we talked about in the last episode. Mm -hmm. Parents who are scared to spank their children are not parents. Period. I don't care what the state laws are. I was told by a teacher in Michigan that I had to be careful how I discipline my son because I could use my hand but not a belt. I told her she was more than welcome to call Child Protective Services and I will have his stuff packed. I know it's so. But the government will not tell me how to discipline my child uh, so they can turn around and jail him later in life for being out of control. Say that again. I 100% agree with you. Me and Roger talked about that. Man... My, I don't have any kids yet, but I'm whooping ass, period. And if you got a problem with that, I will sit you outside and tell them to take care of you. You will not live here. I will not be afraid of somebody that cannot spell their name. I will not be afraid <laughs> of somebody that, you know, cannot pee or tie their own shoe. I will whoop your ass. Yeah, it's funny, too, because... Uh 
it's like people get into everybody's business and whatnot. And I, I, I really, I don't know. Maybe you know, some people they, they just grew up without weapons and it doesn't bother them. But especially raising a black male, like you're walking a tightrope in America. You know, I don't want to be in that 33% of the prison population or whatever the fuck, 46, whatever it is, the big ass number. I don't want to be part of that. And what part of the thing is women's keep your ass out of jail because when you're black, there's something that a lot of white people don't know about or that maybe they they just haven't heard these words. Uh, but there's four words for black males specifically when you get in trouble that you just don't hear with many white kids and it's called tried as an adult yes <laughs> so <laughs> really quickly and they don't care about the age it wouldn't know oh it was a playful thing yeah it wouldn't know oh you're just being a kid and people talk about this in sports all the time you know that's that's one area where the the, the color of the of the offender offender will make a difference in how people look at it yeah and the justice and, system too yeah the justice system. and it's one thing that may be upset and my thing is that a lot of people think spanking is abuse no you 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 spank and or discipline, you know, your child because you love them. I spank you out of love. Some police officer putting out his taser and tasing you, he don't give a damn about you. Right. And you're going to be on cops. And that's somebody's kid, somebody's child. And my thing is, I'm like her, you're going to end up locking him up and beating his ass in jail. You right. know, when you, I would rather spank him and know that it's out of love and I'm not going to kill him. And I have to have a lawsuit on your ass, you know, sue the state because you killed my child. They're preventative ass weapons, and it's not like the parents, like, I, I just think people get that after school special vibe when you talk about whooping, like, yeah, my dad used to just come home, put a cigarette out on my eye, smack me, no. run my hand down the hot water, and then kick me in the nuts and say, uh, that was for, um, not, not sweeping the house. Like, no, no that's no. not how it works. Yeah, if it, 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 there is such thing as real, true abuse. Now, that's a whole nother story. Yeah, I just think that that's the, when people say, oh, you never should touch a child, yeah. that's the place they're going to in their head. They're not going to, you got popped because uh, you weren't supposed to touch that hot stove and you kept trying. Yeah, and, and, my, and my thing is that, to me, and I've realized this by looking at children, discipline prevents your child from killing themselves. <laughs> you know, people don't understand that. Like my niece, you have to go in there and tell her ass to sit down sometime. Why? Because she's karate chopping in the front room, and that's then you know she's busting her head upside something and crying. Right. You know, so it's a way of saying, okay, you don't have enough common sense at whatever age you are to know that this will kill you. Right. So I have to step in and say, no, if I don't step in, you'll go kill yourself, and then I'm arrested for child abuse in my child because I didn't whip the ass. Yeah. You know, parents who want things. This is a second point. Parents who want things both ways. Annoying. I find it interesting that some of the phone calls I get about my oldest son, who can be a class clown sometimes, because some parents' sensibilities get offended. Your child teases mine about his nose and being a gang member because he's black, so he calls her fat. We live in a predominantly white town. Instead of dealing with you with uh, you breeding a potentially racist kid, you call the school and complain about your daughter's self-esteem is at risk because she's being called fat. Stop. Stop overfeeding her and teach her to be a decent person. He's just speaking the truth. Alright, two things on that one. Uh, one, I, yeah, we were talking about this article where the teacher stood by and watched the kid get this, get his ass whooped. And I was, I went into this tangent where I was like, look, man, it's funny. Parents draw the lines different places depending on which kid is there. Is the one whooping right. ass or the one getting their ass whooped? That's right. You know, and uh, there's different ways, places you want them to step in. Well, in this case, 
I was a class clown growing up too, and I was always fighting back with my mouth a lot of times. Sometimes my hands, if I had to get into a fight too. But the point being that uh, th- here's here's a kid that when she's fucking talking racist to this to this young boy, that's not gonna come up. Whenever this kid decides to speak back and says, "Hey, you fat ass bitch, why don't you calm down?" Then all of a sudden it's a problem. Yeah, you know, and I and I, I've experienced that before too, man. So you know, I, it's just funny, man. They just want to rain, you know, rain in on these kids. But and the other thing I gotta say though, be careful with the he's just speaking the truth because I don't really need truth telling in my life. I don't like when motherfuckers uh-huh. offer up random hurtful truths that I never solicited. You know what I'm saying? So it's good that he's speaking the truth. But you do have to filter that shit. That's one thing I had to learn in my life uh, to get to the point where I'm at now where, you know, you hear somebody say some dumb shit and you just had to go, okay. Yeah, and, and then not only that, it's okay to speak the truth, but most adults know in their real life, the truth will get your ass shot sometimes. Yeah. The truth will get you stabbed. The truth <laughs> will get your throat sliced. So sometimes it's best to look and say, okay, I know you're a fat bitch, but I'm going to keep it pushing because I don't know what you're capable of doing if I really piss you off. Yeah, so I'm not saying he's wrong or anything, but... That is in addition to speaking the truth, there's also not speaking at all that you gotta learn. Yeah, because because speaking the truth and speaking the truth get get in contact with crazy. That's a bad mixture. Yeah. Um. Number three, her last point: ideas of romance. Ladies, let's break this down so it's forever broken. <laughs> Running bathwater, not romantic. A three-year-old could do it. Opening doors, polite, not romantic. Sending you YouTube videos of love songs over Facebook or email, not romantic. It's lazy. Buy some damn flowers. Singing telegrams. <laughs> Inviting you over to watch a movie in his basement, not a date. No, that ain't. Asking you to come over so you can hook, you can cook for him, not romantic. Not a date and not endearing. Stop settling for substandard expressions of lust and make him rise to the occasion. A real man will know what true romance is. Stop dealing with idiots. Same for men. Stop dealing with chicken heads and then creating podcasts, blogs, and movies whining about it. <laughs> and she named some. Black Man Vent, Tim Anderson. You know who you are. You guys keep up the great work. And try to send, I'll try to send a donation this your way this month if the kids' Christmas requests don't break my bank. Hey, Thank don't take you. care of your kids. He is calling people <laughs> fat at school. You send that money to me. Teach his ass a lesson. <laughs> I'm not even going to put it into the podcast. I'm going to buy an Easy Bake Oven and take pictures of it and just send it to his ass. <laughs> Look at my Power Rangers. Huh? You could have had this. Stop calling people fat. Um, But yeah, I do agree with her that those things are not romantic. Like, those... That's You know what's funny, though, is like the internet did kind of do away with the middle part of romance. Like... I don't really believe in all the sucky shit that people do, but it is a little lazy, and it has done away with a lot of the chivalry that I do find is at least cool or endearing. Yeah, it's almost like it took away the interaction. It's almost like, okay, I send you this. All right, girl, let's. I want some pussy. No, it don't work like that. You gotta put in some damn work other than a YouTube video. Yeah, you can like chat now and get to know each other through the internet. So for a lot of people, it just gets away from that middle courting phase where you're like I'm trying to get this pussy and she probably even wants to give it to you but you know you gotta show hey I'm not just a dude that's just only into that so um the reason I say that affects people because I see people say dumb shit like if a, if I want to go out with a woman I mean why should I have to pay for her food and shit like that where you're like nigga what why, what is wrong with you 
Or if I do think of food, why am I not getting some pussy automatically? And just like, dude, you need to calm down. Yeah. Like, it was wrong. The internet has ruined your ass. Like, yeah. what did you think? Porn music was going to start playing and you was going to fuck on the table in the restaurant? Uh, yeah, just clear the, hot, clear the scene. And my thing is this. Uh, there's no such thing as free lunch. Nigga, ain't no such thing as free pussy. I don't care if you're married. <laughs> I don't care if you dating. Yeah, you know what? Me and Roger do some things. But I tell you one thing. My bills is paid. <laughs> my car runs. So either way it go, directly or indirectly, you're going to be shoving out some money for some. I'm Wait, sorry. Wait, so is that what I'm in here for? Cause I, oh, yeah. I thought it was for the love. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Mm, well, Mm-mm. I guess you're going to be upset because I'm stop paying everything to prove my point. <laughs> well, I can prove a point, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, nah, man, I, I really do think that, uh, you know, a lot of these cats are... Um, the chivalry is being put out. And a lot of it, it is. is on the interaction of the internet because... Mm-hmm. People go on those chats and shit, and they're like already showing you pictures of their titties, putting their pussy yeah. out. Don't stop, ladies. Don't stop. I'm not saying stop, but but, yeah. but they're already showing you everything. So it's like when you meet them in real life, you think you on level twelve, and really you really just met her. Like you yeah. just learned her real name and not her screen name. That's that's my point. It's like people get to the point where it almost kills the the personality. You don't really know who this person is. And I can say, if you just know me, if I say that again, yeah. you don't really know me. And if you, but I will say this though, ladies, you take your ass down there to the basement for that movie, you are probably going to get fucked. I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, and I, mean, it, I don't think he's wrong to assume that that's what you're down for. That's right. So you don't have to take your ass over there. No, that's right. You are in a dark, cold, cramped place. Something better warm up in there as far as he's concerned. And you probably do want to fuck. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, you didn't want to hear that, did you, ladies? That's right. So like, right. Hey, in his mama's house? Yeah. And my man Ruben wrote, wrote in and said, Hey Rod, I'm halfway finished with part four of the Four Loco Podcast. I get the feeling that y'all are going to tell Chris that he's been punked at the end. <laughs> he seems way more faded than everyone else. It would be funny as hell if you, Brandon, and Karen were drinking juice and he just dialed two Four Locos. Well, that's not what happened. No, uh, right. I drank them for a little and, and he drank like two and a half. Like he, yeah. was, you know, and 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 I love you, Chris, but good God Almighty, you're um an alcoholic. You, oh, Chris, we need to talk to you. Your, this is an intervention. Your liver is made out of cotton picking iron. All right, man. So let's go ahead and uh, do the Facebook comments, and this is the last thing we're gonna get out of here. Uh, the secret bonus feedback podcast. Chloe wrote in. Oh my God, Shirley and I are crying, laughing our asses off. Come here, little Chonilla baby. <laughs> Who's going to grow up and be somebody? You are. Love you guys. <laughs> now we do your kids most out of here when you say that. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I told everybody we were doing a live podcast, and they said, Shirley says, I caught bits and pieces of the marathon, but I want to be listening to it in full next week on my flight to Florida. Uh, I wonder if the airport sells for a loco. Well, not if that flight happened after November 30th. <laughs> uh, Brandon said I caught the last three hours Hilarious um, Let's see here What else do we have <laughs> um, Oh I did find out What happens if you put a $5 bill Into the $1 bill slot on the vending machine What happened LaShonda said you get a crap load of change She took the risk once when she was jonesing for a Snickers bar Oh, so they give you like 45 quarters. Ching, 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 ching. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So now I know that. I also, so you need to come to our Facebook page so you can see shit like this. This is what I do. I put shit up there for, for y'all to think about, laugh at, and comment on. Another one I had was uh, a gif of this lady in a thong sliding into this real tight skirt. Everybody liked that. Ah. Cole, Charles, and the Dark Hater even. The Dark Hater never on Facebook. He came in and was like, I can dig it. 
<laughs> we all can dig that, my brother. You know what I'm saying? Um, and uh, also, we did the LeBron James, the Uppity Negro podcast, which is only a couple days old, but we got some comments. Tanisha says, what happened to the black girl of oh, the BGC reunion commentary? Why did Erica pop off on Blondie all of a sudden when she didn't do shit in the house during the first hour of the show? That was a bitch move. Um, yo, I forgot that the Bad Girls Club last second half of the reunion was on Thanksgiving uh, week. So I didn't get to review it, and I'm sorry, man. I, I really I feel bad about that. Uh, what I'm gonna try to do to make it up is I'm gonna try to watch Bridalplasty this this year and try to try to keep some running dialogue on that. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, see, that's my bad. So I'm sorry. And uh, you know, that's pretty much it for the show. Um, you know, this is a shorter episode. I think I don't see the time, but. Oh no, it's about the same. Alright, well, um, make sure you follow us on Twitter on at Rider This Prime. I'll say that again, that is the DAT. And make sure you call the show, 704-557-0186. Leave us a voicemail. We will play it. We will respond, uh, whether we agree or disagree. You know what I'm saying? And make sure that you uh, leave comments on Facebook, iTunes, Podomatic. Search for The Black Guy Who Tips. Visit the blog, theblackguywhotips.com. And hit us up on the email, theblackguywhotips at gmail.com. So, um, until next time, I believe that's it. We out. Yeah, love you. Shout out to the people that love their wife.